Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Thursday. So we're ready to talk about streaming with our guy, Lon Harris. Finally. It was a big week last hey. week. So we actually have many, many. There's Lon. We have many episodes to get through. We also have been literally stockpiling streaming media news yes. all week long because we were stuck on crypto crap. And so we've been saving all this good streaming stuff to talk about. So it's going to be a beefcake of a show. All right. Obi-Wan episode five. I am so, so amped to talk about it. Star Trek episodes four through six, which I think we can get through pretty quickly. Or maybe four and five will do because I didn't see four and five yet. My homework is watching shows. Unbelievable. I love four and five. Disney has uh, lost their cricket streaming rights in India. Apple has acquired MLS soccer rights. It's, it's going to be, be a great show. Stuff a great on. show. It's a lot going Stay on. Oh my God, I stepped on one Stay of your lines. I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> mad. It's, it's going to be a great show. Stick with us. <laughs> Coffee hasn't hit. This Week in Startups is brought to you by Vanta. Compliance and security shouldn't be a deal breaker for startups to win new business. Vanta makes it easy for companies to get a SOC 2 report fast. Twist listeners can get $1,000 off for a limited time at vanta.com slash twist. Our Crowd. Our Crowd helps you invest early in pre-IPO companies alongside professional VCs. If you're interested in investing, you can join Our Crowd for free at O-U-R-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash twist and liquid iv making hydration a priority will help you feel better on a day-to-day basis get 25 percent off at liquidiv.com by using promo code twist all right everybody i am so so excited because obi-wan kenobi episode five or part five in the special streaming series uh has dropped directed by deborah chow who is absolutely brilliant. I have no idea who this person is. She's killing it, though. But she is crushing it. All she, of the uh, concerns... She during Mandalorian. She directed some of the memorable early episodes of The Mandalorian. Amazing. Yeah, I did also read that. Like Better Call Saul, Mr. Robot, American Gods. Wow. An old school TV. So been directing couple, great couple TV shows here and there. Yeah. 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 Um, this show had a lot of people questioning it because of the slow start and a lot of weird decisions, um, or seemingly weird decisions. And I think this is one of those situations, Lon, I'm not a perfect uh, storyteller here, but I think there is something happening between a movie, a series, and a six-part event that has occurred here, where people came into it with the expectation of a Mandalorian or a Marvel series, you know, whatever, 10, 12 episodes. They didn't expect this level of um i think storytelling and maybe it, it threw people because it was a slow start but as i predicted uh i am just gonna say like my predictions <laughs> were super spot on i thought that we would get a reva darth vader fight i thought we would get a uh, clone wars uh flashback um and uh i think it was pretty obvious the grand inquisitor wasn't dead so putting all that together, uh, it, it, I feel really pleased that each episode delivers more. So starting at a slow pace, a slow burn, if you will, and then every episode just giving you more. Like in this episode, they gave us the flashback of Hayden Christian Anderson, uh, Hayden Christian Sen. Sen. Hayden Christian Sen. 
Hayden Christensen, sorry. Hans Christian Anderson. Hans Christian Anderson. <laughs> Hayden Christensen, thank you. Uh, which to me was just delightful. And then somehow they figured out how to badass up Darth Vader to an entirely new level. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know where to start, but... Uh, there was Lon, a stand up and cheer. Lon, do you want to yeah. like give us the big revelations in this sure. one? Things that, well, I mean, that I were... Just to what Jason was saying, I do feel like Disney more than any of these other streamers is really they're 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 creating this new category of show where it is it is in between a mm -hmm. supplemental add on to another series to some films. It, it, it's not maybe a full TV show, but it's not a film. It, it's this in between thing. I think a lot of the MCU shows kind of feel this way as well. They they don't have pilots in the traditional sense they don't have premises like you'd get from another show and even in something like strange new worlds the star trek show we'll talk about it it's built like a conventional tv show there's episodes there's even like spots where commercial breaks would go if it was airing on tv um and then obi-wan doesn't feel like that it feels like its own unique kind of animal that is just like jason said it's kind of rising and falling in its own way so yeah, this this week we got, uh, you know, like plot wise, I thought everything that happened storyline wise was really terrific. And it really felt like a, almost like a Filoni Clone Wars kind of script, how it had this this through line. And we kept flashing mm. back to this this training duel between Obi-Wan and, and Anakin. I love that they didn't de-age them also. Yeah, and I just say yeah. letting them just act that scene and not have to be under. They want to make. No, no, I don't think so. Hayden, oh, Hayden I definitely thought there was a little like, de-aging going on there. Might have been subtle, but Hayden, Hayden, yeah. you could tell is like, he's just like, you know, he's a grown man now. So he's like, yes. he's just bulkier and like, you, you just look more like his adult self than if you remember. Because I think, I'm not positive exactly when in the timeline this scene is set. I actually, I, don't, um, I think it's before clones. I believe yeah, this is supposed to be like is. just I, before Attack of the Clones. I, I actually looked that up because I was oh, like, well, when did this occur? And I looked it up. And the speculation from the fans was this is before the end of Attack of the Clones. Why? I would think it's before the start of Attack of the Clones. Before the start of Attack of the Clones. Why? Right. Because uh, Anakin has both arms. Exactly. He doesn't have his robot hand and he's got his original lightsaber. Because he, Count Dooku cuts his arm off. Right. And, and he's, I mean, he's still got the Padawan, like, rat tail. Yeah, like, this is brain. obviously early, yeah. right. This is early-ish in the training, but they're on course. And I think it's the most reasonable to believe this is there on Coruscant before the arrival of Padme, which yes. kicks off the action of episode two. Also, so, did you notice that Molly? far back? We're talking literal teen Anakin. Yes. And yeah. I like uh, that they just let present day Payton play it. Just like yeah. act young, you know. And, and did you notice, Molly, that that arena where they were um, doing their battle was where the opening scene with the Padawan learning some what looked like kata, like some forms. Uh, and martial arts forms is the same place so i guess that's the training yeah. arena that'd patio. be the jedi temple yeah. on course the the jedi jedi temple. Temple. yeah yeah mm -hmm. let me let me do a little like let me do a little plot rundown okay sure. plot rundown for the people who are just jumping into this cold and are like i don't know yeah. what you're talking they probably watched it but, but spoilers, I love how that was woven through and, and actually paid off thematically at the end of the episode it wasn't it really, just flashbacks to fill in information it was no like it a, didn't feel boring it was like right. really well done so we have these flashbacks that are again super central to this story which is like who is anakin becoming he's fighting with obi-wan he's being being super aggressive which eventually leads to him losing which you know a version of that plays out in the episode as well um but you see so what you know 
Vader, Reva, and the stormtroopers arrive to attack to attack the base. They Le- Leia's droid breaks the escape drawer. She like saves the day. Uh, Obi Wan negotiates with Reva, and then of course the reveal that a lot of us did expect, which is that indeed she was uh, one of the children, one of the younglings who saw the other ones get slaughtered at the Jedi Temple. She reveals she's been gaining Vader's form favor this whole time in order to kill him. Uh, in bummer things that happen. <sighs> We do eventually lose my favorite Tala, which I knew was going to happen, but I'm not going to lie. I still had a little ugly cry moment over that. And her droid. Like, why is it so hard to watch droids die in Star Wars? It's brutal. It's a bull. He sacrifices himself. It's a it's a it's a heartbreaking sequence for sure. So Obi-Wan surrenders. It's a great sequence where he he just flops over her and just tries to to protect her. her. Yeah. In her final moments. K- K2SO in, in Rogue One, where he also, like, dies yes. for the mission, sacrifices yeah. himself for the mission, yeah. And then yeah. that, like, the one in Mandalorian, the one that's, like, the protector droid. Oh, right, that's yes. Just, it's so Taika Waititi's, uh, yeah, it's assassin droid. Yeah, IG, that thing is IG-88. The IG-88 so, model, yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan surrenders and gets taken to Reva and convinces her to team up and try to kill Vader. Leia, fi- Leia fixes the doors. Um, the path escapes Vader. This is the moment where I actually like stood up, cheered and rewound Vader grabs the ship out of the fricking sky with the force. Yeah. Unbelievable. Reva tries to kill Vader after the path gets away, but we'll talk about this fight scene. It was, it's, she's just completely outmatched. It turns out the grand inquisitor arrives. And as producer Nick points out, he's super sassy and he takes back his jewelry yeah. And then Reva, and then the big, big, big reveal in some ways is Reva, left for dead, finds the communicator that Obi-Wan had been using to talk to Bail Organa and discovers that Luke exists, is on Tatooine. And then some of the reviewers seem to think that she also realizes that Vader is their father in this yeah. scene. Yeah, which is I, a big un, deal. Unclear. I thought if, that was if she got all of that information out of the communique, but it, it it certainly seems possible, and it really sets up a tantalizing final episode because we know Vader can't find out that Luke is on Tatooine. Like at no some way. point, that ruins Star Wars if he figures that out. Right. So they've got to somehow resolve this story with Reva having this information, but it never gets back to to Vader. Okay. So sometimes things look like plot holes. Oh, I don't think it's a plot hole. They're just setups, right? They've got to figure out how to do it. I'm not, obviously they will. Yeah, no. So that one, I think they'll figure out. That'll be a great episode six. Or it could lead into a whole Obi-Wan series part two, which is. I do feel like we're getting set up for Andor. Like we said, Andor is going to span from Diego Luna's childhood all the way right up to Rogue One. And it's yes. going to cover the formation of the early rebellion. So a lot mm. of the threads we're setting up here with the path, with mm-hmm. Ice Cube's mm-hmm. kid who mm. runs the path and is getting all of these Jedi safe and all these force users to safety. Uh, obviously, I feel like that's coming into play again. And we're going to see those characters mm. interact with the Andor. So maybe not in Obi-Wan series two. Maybe um, just in the next show that uh, comes out and we're doing a whole Rebel Alliance, so the formation of the Rebel Alliance. I like that timeline. concept. And I think one of the things they were floating is a trial balloon. And I had talked to John Favreau about this uh, when I talked to him about Mandalorian is I said to him, why don't you just do the Clone Wars live action? And he kind of smiled and he was like, oh, yeah, that's an interesting idea. 
like as if I was the first person to ever right. say this. Yeah, yeah. But the Clone Wars series has so much material and they've been tapping it like crazy with Ashoka and other things. Mm-hmm. So, and they've been hinting at all kinds of other Jedi who are mentioned. So maybe what they're doing is they wanted to see that Anakin, uh, they wanted to give us the Anakin, uh, Ewan McGregor, Obi- young Obi-Wan moment. See if we delighted in it. And then open the window to then just do like a hundred episode series of just the entire Clone Wars. I, I mean, I think that's I think that's totally possible. I think they're I think they're getting a lot of mileage out of the version of that they're doing right now, which is yeah. a bunch of things can happen during that point in the time. Like you don't yeah. have to just remake Clone Wars episodes. Yeah. You could do new adventures with the characters we met in Clone Wars because yes. they're all here in this. It's a pl- perfect platform. They all exist. Yeah, the in between time, and that I think very clearly is what they're doing. Whether okay, introducing so other- oh Quinlan Voss is here, maybe we'll meet them later, and oh Bo Katan and all the people met like every show now is sprinkling more details about all of these characters exist they're all out there in this world yeah even even like i said jedi fallen order even the video games now they're starting to reference and this is a large scale and then taika waititi i don't know if you saw his comments this week where he was talking about he's doing a film and he's saying he's not interested in these threads like it's not going to be like oh it's chewbacca's brother like it's going to be all (laughs) original stuff and he's like I'm the only guy who's allowed to do that. The, the, the tone yeah. of it was they're bringing in me and they're letting me color my own little corner of the world, but everybody else has to relate uh, stuff back to I the sort of backbone. I insist on a future episode of this show that you only do in Taika Waititi <laughs> voice. In a Taika Waititi voice. That yeah. was incredible. I'm not very good. I'm not that great. I, it's I a should tough work one. On my, Believe I should me, work on my like, Kiwi. Yeah, Kiwi job. It's a hard one. It's really important for founders to understand what SOC 2 compliance is. Basically, if you're a SaaS or a services company that stores customer data in the cloud, then you need to be SOC 2 verified from a third party to close major customers. It's that simple. If you're not SOC 2 compliant, you can't close big deals. But SOC 2 verification is brutal. The process is tedious, time-consuming, and expensive. But now there's Vanta. Vanta software makes it much easier to get and renew your SOC 2. On average, Vanta customers are SOC 2 compliant in just two to four weeks compared to three to five months without Vanta. And they partner with over two dozen audit firms who have been trained to file SOC 2 reports directly within Vanta. And congratulations again to Christina and the team at Vanta for raising a $110 million Series B. What an amazing company. And uh, my investment firm, we got a little taste. Yeah, no conflict, no interest. They advertise, we invest in their company, all my startups use their product. Here's the best part. Vanta's going to give you $1,000 off your SOC 2. That's vanta.com slash twist for $1,000 off your SOC 2. So here's a plot hole. Uh, they show Anakin going to, or a, or a potential threat. They show Anakin going, uh, and they're really good at this uh, symmetry, but uh, or synchronicity, right? So they show the battle of... Um, uh you know that that training video uh and that training session and then they're obviously paralleling that with this you know game of chess that obi-wan is playing flipping reva right and then using the shuttle inside the bigger ship and the bigger ship is the decoy yeah. he knows he's gonna pull it down he had, he had that he rips the doors off where they mirror it at obi-wan is like well there's other ways to win than fighting which is of yes. course a, you know he yes. says that in star wars and yeah yes. it's like a ni- nice symmetry there and you don't need yeah, to always yeah, i like that happen. they figured out because that's how 
they're they're setting up a scenario where none of these characters can overpower Darth Vader in a fight. Like you're never going right. to have a character who's like, I'm going to take you. He's Darth Vader. He's he's the most powerful Force user at this time. So and they've got to outwit him. Yeah. They've got to get ahead of him somehow right. because otherwise you lose. Well, they have to use his weakness, which is his rage and right. his desire to win. So his desire mm-hmm. to win is so great he can pull a ship out of the sky. But after doing that, he's kind of spent. And the other ship gets away. Gets away. You know, yeah. The backup ship that was in gets the away shuttle. from him too quickly. Yeah, I too actually revert. Like the first time I saw that shot, I didn't see the ship in the background. But then if you reverse, yeah, they, I didn't either. they don't and I cheat. Was like, it's back they there. They don't. One? I thought they might cheat. They don't cheat. They show. No. They show you that there are two ships there. You just don't notice it. Yeah. Because she she put so the other one prominently in the foreground. They do another mirroring with um, Reva as a mm-hmm. child when Anakin comes. Order 66 to right. the temple to kill the children. They actually show him slashing children. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I don't know I'm if anybody surprised. else. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have this like with the school shootings? They yes. put the warning card was, in front of it. They did put the warning card, but I'm still, yeah. but still it was yeah. not only was it kind of traumatic to see that it was when Reva was talking about being a part of that and having to, and playing dead. And mm. it right. was, I was a little surprised that they, rolled with that and it was upsetting it was i i literally that's exactly where i was going molly they literally talk about a child hiding under another child during essentially a school massacre the jedi temple is a school for these padawan yeah and this insane young maladjusted uh rage-filled uh young person anakin kills children i mean the parallel is i I mean i it's, it's crazy pay, right? that it's that a, existed a, in the yeah. world. Like George Lucas was not, I don't think George Lucas was thinking of a school shooting when he had Anakin kill the children. He was just thinking, what's the most savage thing he could do to show he's a dark person, I think. Right. But there's a moment where Reva is about to, spoiler alerts, get killed or uh, get a stabbed. lightsaber through her anyway. stomach. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out if she was also stabbed when she was a child. Oh, yeah. I think that's the implication is that he, he it, stabbed you don't her see as it. a... We don't see it, but yeah, I think the implication was that he wounded her when she was a child. She somehow survived. Now he's done it again. Mm, yeah, because okay. you see this kind of flat. It's flashing back it's between flashback, the child version yeah. and, and the flashback. I, but they don't show it, upsetting. which it I understand. Upsetting. You don't want to show a child. Yeah, getting I don't think you could show that. A lightsaber say, through her. I will say yeah. they. It, it, this was at least conceptually part of Star Wars all along because Lucas had come up with that idea that the Jedi were wiped out, like the Empire yeah. when they came to power killed off all the jedi and that's why like han solo doesn't even believe jedi existed exist, because yeah. oh yeah they, he just yeah, i think jason jason gone. just means george lucas wasn't trying to hearken back he wasn't to a thinking school about shooting. a school shooting but, right. exactly. but he was thinking but about there was a purge it is, but you know at so some point there was this yeah. purge Accurate. Yeah. right it's so yeah. it's yeah, just spooky it was, in the storytelling yeah. Yeah. Moment. Be, or disturbing that our life has now become talking about children hiding under other dead children yeah. or a young person going it out is, and there's it it I, uh, on some level, I do. I mean, obviously, they are they are aware of this parallel. I don't think they weren't thinking about this at all when they were making the show. But for Disney to even make a show with this as a theme, I mean, you've got to figure these these real events happen regularly, regularly enough that you're Yearly, not going to. Yeah. yeah, like you're never going to come out at a time when this isn't on people's minds anymore, and it's not an ongoing problem. So I don't even. Yeah, is, I'm not even sure it's a critique exactly. It's just sort of an unfortunate. It's so close to one that has been so like, that it was actually like it was pretty upsetting, and maybe they left it in because it's like, look, it really is. It's, I, I it's that horrible. Like, like, yes, it's that horrible. 
I have to feel like the creative team was aware of the oh, connection. Oh, of course. This must have been. They must. This have must have been. been a huge discussion for the past two weeks. I don't well, know. Well, exactly. the other, the other dark, troubling, but also interesting uh, parallel here is Stranger Things, which the new Stranger Things season also opens. I don't know. This, this is a very it, first okay. scene, so it's not a spoiler. Yeah. yeah, with a bunch of murdered children, and Eleven oh, sees sure. a room, big room full of and the, Stranger yeah. Things. Far, I will say, far more like grisly and on-screen violent than mm. Star Wars. Star Wars is, you know, they're they're being killed with lasers, and you don't really. Yeah. Stranger Things, there's blood, there's mangled bodies. It's very yeah. troubling. They also Jesus. put a warning on it. I almost yeah. feel like you would have cut around some of that. Boy, stuff. The narrative over Overton window has really, yeah, yeah. Really well, shifted. I mean, that that is you. You do start to think about like why do so many of our big pop culture tentpole entertainments deal with? The mur- mass murder of children. That is weird. Yeah. It, yeah. That keeps coming. A little, coming America, a little bit America. Yeah. A little yeah. bit America. It's yeah. like on our minds. Yeah. Listen, market conditions are crazy right now. It's a bunch of factors out there causing a bit of chaos. You got the rising interest rates. You got inflation, and of course, a really complex geopolitical environment. So. Some savvy investors are diversifying with alternative investments like startups. That's what I do for a living. Every week I meet with startups, I invest in a couple, and our crowd makes it easy for you to diversify your portfolio by investing in startups. They offer a variety of expertly vetted, high-growth private companies across various stages, geographies, and industries. Things like biotech, cybersecurity, and renewable energy. Every month, our crowd vets hundreds of startups across the world, then they bring you the ones with the greatest growth potential. Our crowd backs these investments and allows accredited investors to invest alongside them. Deals like these used to be reserved for elite investment firms, but not anymore. So here's your call to action. Join the fastest growing venture capital investment community in the world for free at rcrowd.com slash twist. That's rcrowd.com slash T-W-I-S-T to start reading all those great deal memos and maybe even invest in some of these great startups. Let's can we I, I do want to ask you guys about Reva, though. Uh, and her this this kind of arc of betrayal that's yeah. like almost a double betrayal. So Obi-Wan surrenders, convinces her like we got to team up to fight Vader and then runs back in. And I'm expecting that he is going to stay there and they're going to team up <laughs> right. and fight Vader. And instead, that was he my just prediction last episode. Yeah, right. But yeah. instead, he ditches her yeah. to fight Vader alone. It's like this double abandonment. Yeah, and I like love that they gave. Us, I was like, Jesus! I love they gave harsh. Vader that line. Like Obi Wan was smart to use you like this, and it's yeah. like I think that's true. Like that is that Obi Wan's plan was this will give me cover to escape, and then well, but also using. Darth Vader is framing it in order to make her more dark side. Right? right. That's the worst interpretation. Right. The best interpretation is, hey, we have to save Leia. We have to save all these people. Needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. We we are teaming up on this. You're the distraction. Good luck. Well, right. I, she says, I want to kill. Like, that's why she's yeah. there. Right. Uh, I, I, who, do, I, I do have to say her plan, harsh. Harsh. Her, plan her plan feels a little good. undercooked. Like, yes. her, she's been, if, if, if the idea was, unless you're the Grand Inquisitor, you don't get an audience with Darth Vader. And she right. had to do all this to be in his presence. Then I feel like you could sell it. Like, well, she just had to do all this to get next to him so she could try to stab him. But right. we see that she's met him before. She's on that ship with him. And he's like, good job. You're now the Grand Inquisitor. Like, why not just kill him right then? Like, what are you waiting for? And then he's right. not when she does try to sneak up on him, which. Yeah, good luck. It, he's 
not distracted in any way. I mean, yeah, they open like already no left. Like to, when you stab him is when he's trying to hold a ship. It's not a great in stasis it, with force. It was just not. It felt like. Look, yes. I will grant bring, that this was a moment when her emotion might have gotten the best of her. But it was not. But she's been so strategic and so careful that I felt like she didn't deserve to be trying to sneak up on undistracted, full force Darth yeah. Vader. It was but, a great. But, it, it, yeah, her her their fight is very good. Like the, here, I think this comes back to a fight. lot of my thoughts on this episode, which is I liked everything that happened, but there are there are some wonky moments in terms of the the actual like. The, the editing, the blocking, the physical filmmaking. And, and I don't want to lay this on Deborah Chow or the, the, the people who are making the show. I feel like one of two things is going on here. You know what I mean? When I'm, when I, when I say that, Jason, like, like they arrive and then, uh, Reva and all the stormtroopers are there. There's just this door keeping them, but it takes forever yeah. to like, can walk through the door and then there's this hallway, but, but you don't she know. can lightsaber the door. So you don't know like, how it does, does feel a little and, clunky. Like yeah. almost like a soap opera that's taking place in a finite amount of space. Exactly. Yeah. And then, I, and then and like I, characters are whispering, but other characters who are right behind them can't hear them. And there's all kinds of stuff like this. And I, I feel like it is either, it's one of two things. It's either there's a time or a budget crunch. They yes. got to get through this quickly. They've got limited time. Like we just got to like make it good enough. And then we got to get onto the next setup. Or it's a limitation of this real-time virtual production environment that they're using. Like, you can only put the camera in certain places. You can only light certain angles because otherwise there's a screen or that's where the virtual set goes or something. Hmm. But the guy who shot, like, this, the cinematographer on the show is the guy who shoots, uh, like, like Chanwook Park's movies. So, like, the guy who shot Old Boy and The Handmaiden, he knows where to put the camera to get the right setup. So, I have to feel like it's some... Um, other kind of physical limitation on the day. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. It's just that's my not, guess. But I'm not very good at noticing that stuff, but now I'm going to look there's back a and little, see. But like that sequence where I feel like there was a way to shoot Reva sneaking up on Vader that it looks more like she'd have a shot at really taking him right. out. Yeah, totally. didn't, I agree with Molly. Also, she it, it, it felt like a bad. If she's been, if she was that cunning her whole mm -hmm. life from Padawan to adulthood to uh, do this plot, she should have had a better end game. Like yeah. this giant it's, chess match, the end game is like, yeah, I'm just going to send my queen right into the middle of the fight. It reminds me of Skyfall, where Javier Bardem's got this incredibly intricate plan, and then at the end, it's just like, run over to Judy Dench and shoot her. It's like, you right. need this elaborate plan to kill Judy Dench? She's yeah, 100, yeah. and sometimes she goes to lunch in public. Just <laughs> it doesn't really just follow yeah. her. Like, what are you I doing? Follow her. I, I do like, Molly, your concept of he's pulling the ship down, he rips it apart, the other one takes off, he's super distracted, he tries to grab the second ship, That's when you and get then him. she takes a swing at him, and she yeah. actually, it would have been much more satisfying if she had actually hit him in the shoulder, yes. you know, like, and maybe Landed or cut his helmet, kind of a blow. Right? imagine his helmet gets cracked. See, and I was waiting because you said that. I thought I was that was a good for that to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that might actually and happen. And it didn't, and I was really irritated. I'm like, man, she didn't I even really land wanted a blow. Her. I would and have so liked then, to have and, her then land you, and it's this sort of double betrayal. It's like Obi-Wan sort of uses her and dumps her. And then it turns out the Inquisitor was alive all along, which I didn't find that satisfying, I think, because I didn't watch the clown. You know, it's sort of like, oh, okay, she was double betrayed. But I think unless you really like have internalized something about the Inquisitors, like it wasn't that satisfying. For yeah, me. the, the fans like, were oh. complaining because that character is in Rebels, the animated yeah. show that takes place after this. Yeah. So And he's kind much of bitter. a giveaway. He doesn't so have this giant fat head. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it, it's theoretically possible. They only call him Grand Inquisitor, so it's possible yeah. it was a different Grand Inquisitor who just looks like nah, this Grand it's, it's Inquisitor. It's supposed to be the same person. It was kind of a giveaway to fans. Like he's probably not gone for good. He's it's one of these come shows. Back. Like it's it's very it's very interesting because like I like Star Wars a lot. I am not adjacent about it, right. and I'm finding this show simultaneously great and a little boring. Oh wow. Yeah, and I, I don't, don't know, know if it's just... I don't find it boring. I, I don't know. know. I it just, it might last just be part. like my, like, I mean, last night's episode was really exciting, but I but I also yeah. have these moments where I'm just like, okay, like we're plotting along in a story and I know things are going to happen mm -hmm. and stuff and I'm like ready for them to... It's a weird, I'm having a weird response to it and I don't know if that's just me and, t and my... It, it could might be, be my relationship the production to hour-long shows. Maybe? Uh, you know, maybe it they, is the stuff that Lon's talking about yeah, where it's just maybe. like, it's not, it doesn't feel all the way knitted together. There's a certain staginess to it. I mean, I also think like, just like I was saying before, and, and this, I mean, if you watch any of the Marvel shows like Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, they're, they're all kind of like this. They don't yeah. do the things that we expect TV shows to do mm. that we've internalized. Like, like, even if you don't know TV screenplay format, you do because you watch right. TV shows. So yeah. when it doesn't line up, you're like, wait, something's wrong. So like, a lot of these Disney shows, we expect an inciting incident. Like, well, why is the show's action happening now as opposed to last year or two weeks from now? Like, why is this happening to the character today? Like, you could have a show where the setup is that the lead character is broke, but he's always broke. The show's happening because he's getting evicted from his apartment today. Or like, yes. they, they have an unhappy relationship, but the show's happening because they break up. You know, like it's. And and Disney shows kind of sometimes don't have that. And that's just an example. Obi-Wan does. But I'm just saying, like, all sorts of things that you expect shows to do, like in the opening episode, you'd give them, like, here's the goal that they're going to be working toward for the whole show. And like they didn't do that the, here. Yeah, they don't and do that maybe? here. They assume that, well, this is you're coming in in the middle of this larger story. And so yes. we could just kind of start filling things well, in. I mean, and, when did Obi-Wan actually take out his lightsaber? Right? It's like. We want right. to see Obi-Wan yeah. and where's, where's Hayden, you know, like he's supposed to be here. Like they cast him. They made a big deal of setting him on the tour. Like mm -hmm. we still haven't seen him. We, I mean, yeah. we saw that one little flash of him in episode four where he's in the field. It I is like, a little, when is he really, showing up? It's a great point too about TV structure because one, you are expecting those kind of action moments and breaks yeah. to happen throughout. Like you are sort of mentally calibrated for something that's leading into a commercial break. And then it's also, like, um, it reminds me of the, the period we went through with fine dining, where it was like, you will sit here for nine hours and you will <laughs> enjoy all of these little things that I'm going to bring you. And one yes. of these things might be a chocolate hand and you only eat the thing that's in the hand. And if you bite the hand, you'll get yelled at. This happened to me at uh, Atelier uh, Crenn, mm. where it's just like, you brought me food, but you can't eat that food. And it was sort of like, it was indulgent. It was chefs yeah. indulging themselves. Yeah. And I sort of feel that way about the Marvel shows and even... Obi-Wan, where especially where it's like, you got to know all this lore to really enjoy yeah. it. Like, this mm -hmm. is the 15 course Joel Robuchon of shows at this point. And it's great. <laughs> but I also just enjoy a taco truck. Yeah, go down the rabbit hole. I advise you to go down the rabbit <laughs> hole. Once you start going down the rabbit hole and watching the Clone Wars and start putting all this fabric together, it becomes kind of even more pleasing. But I, I don't, I, yeah, kind of I, I don't, I don't have, have to retire. The, I don't have the ability to watch it without thinking of the entire arc of the skywalker saga you know like it's yeah and that's what i that's what makes it pleasing for me so yeah and what happens in episode six or how do they wrap this up 
Yeah, I, I mean, know. obviously, it's got, it's yeah. going it's we're going back to Tat. Everybody, all the we're main players are going to be on Tatooine. So Reva's going there. Obi-Wan's going there. Bail Organa's probably going there. We heard Jimmy Smith say he was heading there. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, somehow this all ends on Tatooine with a fight to keep Luke. And we also know that Bonnie Secret. Priest, who uh, plays Aunt Beru in the prequels, yeah. she is reprising her role. We've seen her, but only through binoculars from a distance yes. so far. She's going to have to have some lines. They promoted that she was coming back for this. And uh, Uncle Owen has and, uh, a big right. position. And Joel we haven't probably Luke Skywalker talk. Right. So Will Luke I would Skywalker say, talk or do anything? We're going to have to go spend a little bit of time on the Skywalker farm yeah. at, in, in the end but here's here. The and thing. it's going to be some kind of a Leia battle. At least have a little interaction. That would be amazing. Yeah. Just a little... That would be random because I think they got to get her home. But you never know. Bail Organa's going there. Maybe he's, yeah, well, that's where she's and, getting picked up. It doesn't up for break sure. canon if they don't realize they have a connection. If it's just he meets yes. a random young girl, it, he wouldn't know. It uh, would yeah. break canon if Luke Skywalker at that age were to see Obi Wan or a lightsaber. Right. Right. Yeah, he's got no. He can't he, see Obi Wan. Yeah, he, he can't see a lightsaber. He's, mm -hmm. he's seven years away from planning to go to the Imperial Academy. Like right. when we meet Luke Skywalker, he thinks oh, the Empire right. is great, and he wants to go be a pilot for them. Yeah, because he's bored of being on the moisture farm. So yeah. he can't get any ideas about wanting to be a Jedi at this point. Right. He really doesn't right. even know if that stuff's real. Those are just rumors. So does this mean Reva comes down and Obi Wan has to fight, and then Reva now has wants revenge on Obi Wan, and Obi Wan has to kill Reva? I think it's got to be something. Or like Reva's going to somehow sacrifice herself to keep the secret. Or Reva's going to tell other, right? some other players that we haven't thought about and bring huh. them with her. Who who knows? But or the Grand Inquisitor could come right to we go collect Reva. Yes. Uh, the other brothers I, I think and that's sisters. That's very. That's very possible. Vader can't be on Tatooine, or that would no. Kind he of would break. sense Luke Skywalker, right? right? That kind of breaks it. So, other than that, I think everything is basically on the table. When you push your body hard, it's critically important to stay hydrated. This is especially true for people with busy work schedules like me and you. We're the ones doing all the work around here. So, if you want to up your hydration game, you need to check out Liquid IV. My chief of staff, Presh, loves this long distance running, and he definitely has an intense work schedule because he reports directly to me. After he heard about Liquid IV from this podcast, he ordered a couple of packs to try it out. Well, he loved it so much, he just ordered about 20 pounds of it for his run all over the hills in San Francisco. Mixing Liquid IV's hydration multiplier in 16 ounces of water will hydrate you two times faster than regular water. And it comes in great flavors, watermelon, strawberry, more, oh, the watermelon flavor. Bottom line, Liquid IV gets you hydrated twice as fast, and it tastes great. Grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off at liquidiv.com by using the promo code TWIST at checkout. That's 25% off at liquidiv.com with the promo code TWIST. All right, should we move on to Star Trek? We've done 30 minutes of Star Wars. Oh, wow. I think Sorry, we can so much. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I think we can. I know. I hope you guys all love this as much as, as we and J. Cal do. All right, let's do the What do you want? Let's yeah. let's cruise through Star Trek real quick because I think just, it's just do four and five. I just think what I love five. about this show is exactly what we were just saying. It's like the opposite of what it's they're the doing with Star Wars, right. where it's like it's the old school Star Trek vibe, but you don't need to know any lore. You don't even need to keep up week to week. It's like short sci-fi stories set on the Enterprise and they go to different planets every week. I, I, I'm finding that very delightful. I love yeah. just dipping in. Here's a 40 minute 
Spock uh, Pike adventure, and then we're off to the next week. Yes. And they have no problem mixing up uh, very much in the the style of kind of the original Star Trek too. Like episode four is pretty dark. Memento Mori, you encounter this like really scary race that had Gorn, kidnapped yeah. and tortured, you know, that that officer for her whole life, her whole childhood. Basically, it's awful. It's really, yeah. really scary. Khan's and then the descendant. Next, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Khan's descendant. And then the next episode is like Freaky Friday, body swap. Yeah, yeah, I like the vacation. Right. They go there on vacation right. and it's like a comedy one. But that, like, I don't really feel like any series since maybe Next Generation or the original has really played in that neighborhood of like, yeah. sometimes it's kind of funny and campy. Like, and they definitely uh, yeah, went like, with funny campy. It was delightful. Like, and, I, yeah, first, I really like that. It's so, so serious, was, like, so much seriously? Star Trek now. Like, Picard, I like Picard, but it's very self serious. And Discovery, too. They're very like, I don't know. Cerebral. This is taco truck. Yeah. And this is not cerebral in that way. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, It's just plain old fun. And also, I'm sorry to, but for the ladies listening or the whoever thinks so, Pike. Wow. He's a handsome guy. One girlfriend. We just are sending each other pictures of him. Like, straight up. No shit. Who is this guy? Has he ever been in anything before? That just has somebody from like. Handsome out. Uh, I mean, did you see Doctor Strange? Yes. The new Doctor Strange. He was Black Bolt. He was the guy in the Black Bolt. Because ah, uh, he played oh, Black Bolt in the that show. The, the uh, Now I'm blank. The Immortals. The the, huh. the Inhumans. Inhumans. Oh, that short-lived it. Marvel Inhuman show. He was the star of that as Black Bolt. But he's been in. He was in Hell on Wheels. That show. What else? I'm looking huh. him up. He's been in a few other things. Hmm. I, I did. Uh, I Small do think he's a great character. I like the Spock character. I like how they were. I just like how they are getting back to basics, like we're saying here, doing the solo dolo episodes, like they can stand alone, you can watch them out of order. It doesn't really matter if you picked up on episode four or five, you could go back and listen to the first watch the first three and you'd be fine. I kind of like that, that they're kind of encapsulated. And I like this concept of like, Spock and emotions coming back as like just a general theory. And like, I don't know if you noticed, but like, in that vacation episode, uh, which I keep hearing the Go Go's <laughs> vacation <laughs> yeah. song, but uh, they were showing him without the ears, with the ears, yeah, like struggling with emotion, and you know it's and it's having a to very... fight himself. It's really on the nose yeah. too. They're not trying to, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's seen like... also uh, <laughs> an Easter egg from the famous Kirk Spock fight from the yes. original series Star Trek. They're actually yeah. using the same weapon, and they played yes. that that the theme song that dun, 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 dun. yes, they play it like as a as a specific recall. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I did. did you also did. know this? That actor is playing Spock is Ethan Peck. He's a uh, Gregory Peck's grandson. What? It's true. Wow. Yeah, wow, very cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, this series is just well it's an done. Easy one. It doesn't yeah. feel cheap. I mean, this is one of the things yeah, that really is amazing point. about technology, to bring this back to tech, is that they now have the technology to make stuff that looks better than the science fiction we experienced as kids, but to do it, you know, without having to spend three years making the film. So like yeah. Blade Runner with miniatures or the original Star Wars with having to do sound and, you know, uh, also having to create miniatures and to yeah. you know do all this stuff. Like now they're just like, yeah, we, we throw up the green screen 
and good enough. I mean, yeah. uh, Trek, I know they have the real benefit of you could build out the enterprise set and then you just need like, if there's a planet surface, it's like you pick yeah. one or two locations mm-hmm. and you can kind of just like, sometimes there's space battles, but other than that, you could kind of make it like a TV show. Well, I did uh, see I, somebody referencing that online where they said like, when you do an episode like this one, um, the, the fifth one we're talking about the Amok, is it Amok? Um, yeah, Spock Amok. Yeah. Right. Spock Amok is, it is low cost. So sometimes mm-hmm. the, the practical thing is, remember the previous episode was like going into a comet and like the ships ripping apart. I mean, that right. was all CGI action sequences and yeah. this one had zero. Right. I mean, you except for people balance right. it out fighting over the with course swords of made of plastic, you know? And it doesn't have the kind of dysmorphia of the Star Wars episodes that we were talking about. Like they just start keeping yeah. it simple. Yeah. I mean, also like we're used to Star Wars as these epic, films where they're yes. you know like the state of the art like industrial light and magic making these effects that were mind-blowing for their time and star trek has a long history of a bunch of actors standing in a room going like oh yeah everybody left historically it's always been kind of campy and like i think yeah. it, it, it sort of invites that uh <laughs> this past week uh the one that, that just debuted uh i guess last week uh, yeah. Featured a lot of shots of like this sort of big palatial. It was set in this like high tech alien society. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people noticed online that they just used the mansion from Billy Madison as like oh, this. Great. They redressed it to be like oh, this fantastic. fancy castle. Yeah, they, I kind they of love the, that. Uh, it's just Billy Madison's house. <laughs> yeah. I love when they use the Ennis house over and over again in yeah. LA from Blade Runner. You know, oh, the sure. The yeah. And they just use it for every time they want to have like a science yeah, fiction. A, there are like three or four houses in the hills that are just like available to rent for productions. And you'll start yeah. seeing them over and over. Like over there's one that was just in Dave last season that I've seen mm-hmm. in like a hundred things. And as soon as you see Dave in the pool, you're like, I know that house. Come like, on. I know that. There's yeah. one. I actually stayed in a house in Punta Mita in Mexico. That is one of those houses. It's like in Limitless and it's all, it's, yeah. It was sort of like in somebody's family, you know, mm-hmm. Fast and, and it was Furious great to get to see there. Is... Now I'm like, I want to watch all the movies that that house is. Oh, there are too many. Yeah. <laughs> Fast and Furious also has like a, a James Remar's giving him a giving him the business at a safe house. That's just like one of those L.A. houses that's in like Get Amazing. Shorty too, and like a bunch of other. Amazing. Um, all right. So we've talked about some streaming news while we have streaming Lon. news yeah. while we got on here because this, this is the streaming so wars continue. Yeah. Lots of drama in cricket. I know, uh, which knew? you have definitely followed. So we talked about how <laughs> Disney was trying to win the rights to broadcast Indian cricket, Indian Premier League. Yeah, they've had and it then, since 2017. They're losing the rights this year. Exactly. They, they inherited it with Fox. Yeah. So they yeah. won the bid to broadcast the rights, but okay. and will pay three billion dollars for the privilege. But then they lost the streaming rights to to Viacom, which yeah, Viacom now people this- think collaborative deal with an indian media company so viacom Uh, partnered with an indian media company and together they have bought the exclusive global streaming rights for indian premier league cricket so it may be on sense was was, in america so this was just going to mean what that that disney like might not meet its subscriber goals as a result of this one deal Disney's definitely going to lose some Indian market share over this because cricket's very popular. There are a lot of people will probably drop Disney plus hot star and grab whatever this Viacom offering is. Viacom 18, I think is the conglomerate name. Uh, but what Disney is saying, and who knows, you know, we'll see what happens. But what Disney is saying is the average earnings per user in the Indian market 
is so far below what they're earning in in Western Europe, North America, even, you know, some of these other, like the Middle East, even some of these other international markets that they figured it was, it made more sense to pour all of this money into content for those audiences instead of focusing so much on just the Indian market, which, Hmm. you know, I think the idea is like cricket outside of India isn't going to have that big of an impact, but you can do stuff that will go and be popular throughout a bunch of other markets with the same amount of money. Which does, I think, make some measure sense. Well, I mean, this I- is why Discovery is such a juggernaut, because if you make a documentary about whales or sharks, you know, like Shark Week works in every language. Exactly. You literally could just hire a voiceover actor uh, and just have them read and the script right. and you're ready to go in 150 languages. Um, same thing with history, too. You know, you just you have these reenactments and, and, and go like on. Animated stuff, family stuff. It, it yeah. translates much better. You could just redub it and now it mm-hmm. plays wherever you want to send it. Uh, yeah. And I think that they're. Yeah. So there's there's I think we're starting to see almost a little bit of a shift back there. There was the, there was a few years where these streamers were just spending billions of dollars trying to spread themselves all around the world and interest people in every market. And I think naturally now that you're seeing you know, the, the sort of the, the industry start to condense again, you're going to see a lot of those kind of ambitions scale back and they're going to focus on the most important markets and selling people in the most, where they earn the most and there's still the most growth potential. Right. They'll try to like Although split the difference there. It does seem that sports still is a cornerstone. Oh, for sure. Very much the, so. so. Disney is spending uh, $11 billion this year on sports rights, which is a third yeah. of the $32 billion overall that they're spending on yeah um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, and, you know that's been a big knock on netflix which is like if you want to stay in the game netflix you're gonna have to get sports yeah i mean it it is one of the major reasons to watch live so with hulu and trying to get people to go to the live tab the other thing people watch still watch live um is reality shows um that have some of them have live components right yeah. Um, well, Netflix is that's the first thing that netflix is their their initial experiments with live are going to be live streaming events so like next year's netflix is a joke comedy festival instead of repackaging mm. that as streaming specials like they're doing this year next year maybe they'll just live stream the two-hour or Amy like, schumer showcase mm. or snoop dogs event or whatever why not and, do coachella why not do music festivals well I that's mean, already it, happened hulu's got bonnaroo today i don't know oh, if they you, did okay yeah that's already happening youtube and, streams coachella every year uh bonnaroo this year and i think it's Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, and one other are going to start on those Hulu things must now. Be, yeah, those things are great. I don't understand those why big, they... Those also, are news deals. is the big one. You know, I think we can make fun of CNN Plus. Right. Um, <laughs> it's easy to make fun of because they kind of did the one thing that doesn't work on TV anymore, which is these magazine-style shows, which, like, podcasts have kind of killed and short-form. Like, people don't want to sit there at the slow-paced 30-minute magazine show. Right. You know, it's it, from, like, Sunday afternoons on, like you know, your local CBS affiliate, these things just aren't compelling to this next generation. But what is compelling is like what we're doing right now, or other people are experimenting with live on YouTube, I just think a live streaming news 24 hours a day, pop culture news 24 hours a day, Mm -hmm. like if they took the E network, and they just did like five hours of live pop culture news, almost like the ringer has kind of got their paws into with you know, their view of pop culture, Mm -hmm. like there's a market there. Um, Creators. 
Like, honestly, start yeah. putting creators on live. They're live streaming yeah. on Twitch anyway. You know, I mean, there's just a, if you needed 24 hours, you could start yeah. sprinkling yeah, some creators in there for it's an a good hour idea. of yeah. video gaming or an hour of this or that. Well, we're also so, already seeing award shows to move over into the live like uh, like uh, Paramount Plus just had not only did they stream the Tony Awards, which were also on CBS, but Paramount got an hour long pre-show that was exclusive to Paramount Plus. So if you were watching the uh, Tonys, the first hour where they were like, I don't know, people who were presenting an extra musical number bonus behind the scenes footage, whatever. You had to watch that. on Paramount Plus. Idea. So can you imagine start seeing more stuff like that, too, where it's like. Uh, this event, you could watch it in a bunch of different places, but only if you have Peacock do you get to see this. And uh-huh. NBC Universal CEO Jeff Shell was talking about that this week as well at a conference that, uh, you know, now that we're putting advertising is going to grow in the U.S. market, we're basically going to revisit the entire U.S. market again and mm. try to win over the people who didn't sign up the last rush through and, you know, try to like solidify all of those markets. So who, who knows what's coming in the next few years? I was shocked by this tweet. Top 100 most 2021 US TV broadcast, NFL 75, NBA, NHL, MLB zero. Um, I, is, is this wow. because, well, no, they do have, I get, I think this is because the NBA sells their rights to cable channels like TNT yes. and they're exactly. not on ABC national except yep. but for the finals, right? Or maybe, I don't know, maybe if the Eastern Western Conference finals are, yeah, those are also, I think, on like abc but some of them are on tnt yeah so this is just a choice they made to sell it but this is just a this is just a ratings chart right it's like the nba the nhl and the mlb none of those games made it into the top 100 most watched us tv broadcast in 2021 i mean i think but 75 of the 100 were football games like america loves live the idea that yeah like the the point that that he's making overall is true that like there are just more people who want to watch football games on TV than NBA games. But Certainly. the NBA chooses not to sell to broadcast right. networks. They're, they're they're as, on, so you're saying on it's not as popular. broadly available. And if it yes. were if right. it were on CBS, then it would have... That it is used to be Remember the NBA yeah, yeah, on yeah. NBC? That's fair. That's yeah. fair. It was every weekend was four NBA games. Finals it, they, games are on ABC. Yeah. That's only fair. finals, right. I mean, I look, I, I think but both things are... If, if a finals game was that popular, it should be on this chart. Both both mm-hmm. things, I think, are true. They're, they're, they are limiting their access by being on basic cable instead yeah. of on network TV. But it's also just less popular. I mean, I think you also have to look at there right. are a lot more games per season, especially like yeah. MLB. Like one baseball game yeah, versus the whole season is like, well, you oh, may or may that's not another watch way to look it. At it. There's Cumular. so many more of those games, whereas a, a football yeah. game, you know, there's only well, how many yeah, weeks is the entire season? There's more scarcity. Like that would be interesting. Games. So the cumulative viewers, right, for the season for each team. So cumulative viewership for NBA, you know, they have 82 games. Right. The NFL has. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not going to be good at the numbers. 17, 17 games, I think, right? And then there's there 17 regular season games. 17 regular season. Yeah. So nine, playoff is rounds. it, yeah. is it eight at home, eight home games each? And then you have two. It used to be eight and eight and 16, but they added an yeah. extra game. So now it's yeah. either nine and ah. or eight and seven. Yeah, that's what I remember is eight and, and then eight. The, and the, the, the extra eight. one they played like sometime in Europe. I'm just, yeah, like shorter like season, fewer games means that there's more demand per game. There's right. going to be more people watching. So than there's like, five times as many yeah, I mean, NBA like when, games. when baseball teams play, it'll sometimes be like the Reds are going to play a five game series against this other team. Yeah. And it's like, you know, who's watching all of them? Like, uh, you know. 
However, uh, although the NFL is America's favorite game, soccer is the world's favorite game or yeah, cricket. Absolutely. But yeah. no, uh, so, so <laughs> Apple, <laughs> cricket I mean, is definitely India, soccer. Really. Yeah, by far. So Apple yeah. has now signed a deal. It, you know, Apple missed out, of course, on NFL. Everybody did. Amazon locked the NFL up. But Am- Apple has signed a deal with Major League Soccer to let them stream every match for 10 years starting in 2023. This could yeah. potentially be, hmm. I would imagine, huge audience. It's an interesting one because, uh, and this is how Apple is sort of promoting it as well. Like usually these leagues divide up the rights in some way, like just like what we were saying. And, you know, NFL games are on different networks. NBA used to be on NBC. Now it's on TNT, all these different. This is every major league soccer of thing that happens for the next decade. Only Apple TV plus that's it. That's the only place to watch it. So, you know, if you're a soccer fan, it's now an essential destination. I wonder if they're going to do something unique with the content for the iOS operating system because they have a lot of features in iOS that could be super interesting. I always see these uh, soccer fans are so crazy that they're the ones who you see at like 9am on a bus or, you know, in a Starbucks, they're holding their, they're watching a soccer match, you know, all hours of the day because this is a global sport. Uh, How about in a bar? On a or bus. in a bar, they got yeah. their phone out and you're just oh, like, yeah, dude. bars. Yeah, but they, if you walk around Manhattan mm-hmm. or Hoboken on yeah. a random Saturday at 9 a.m. when the Premier League's on, yeah. it's crazy. It's not yeah. craziness. Yeah. Well, why don't these restaurants just get the clue and just become like a brunch place to watch this stuff? I remember like with the World Cup, some places in Manhattan would become just absolute chaos. Like the places an, expats went, you know. There's a Manhattan. Brazilian restaurant in Oakland that plays the World Cup. At, and you go, I mean, you go at six o'clock in the morning, right? Because it's yeah. Yeah, Pacific time. And are, it is yeah. a... Blast. What a party. What it a is party. a blast. I, I have to say, and beers at 6 a.m. Soccer is penetrating my group of friends who used to think really? that it was the lamest sport in the world. They're starting to care about the Coming. Premier League. They actually are. And they're going, like, I have, well, most of them just like to drink. And they're going to bars mm. at 9 30 in the morning on Saturday and watching. Do you, like, do you, you know, think Liverpool. it has to do with bar culture or the sport or some overlap of those two things? I'm being dead serious. I'm not saying like oh, it's alcohol. It's definitely. Uh, there, there have been a lots of demographic sort of studies on this. Uh, starting when I was a kid, like Gen X, mm-hmm. soccer became a lot more popular as a kid's sport to play in America. Ah, AYSO yep. and like schools starting soccer programs. And that's what led to those mm. kids grew up. They played soccer when they were kids. Now they want to watch soccer. And so that AYSO and that stuff led to a big boost in Americans caring about soccer and I also because they knew the rules couple, for the first time you know yeah the rules and then it's also um fifa the video game mm-hmm. soccer does an amazing job at branding and marketing its stars so everybody knows who the top five players in the world are and everybody follows the teams of the players that they like to play with on fifa and also i think the game has no breaks so if you watch an yeah. nba game or an nfl game it's brutal like there's a million commercials, right? Soccer is there's almost that's why the jerseys are have so many advertisements on them because there's no time for commercial breaks. I think those three things together um, make people watch it. I actually read it interesting. There was like a so psychologically the reason we like sports and the reason a thing that gets humans engaged is anticipation, the sense of anticipation. And so soccer of all the sports has the most anticipation because you have to wait so long, ironically, for a payoff. But the payoff could come at any point. So even though they're very low scoring games, like the NBA, there's like a payoff every few seconds. Somebody makes a basket. So mm-hmm. you, your anticipation level is somewhat low. Football, 
the plays take a long time. Soccer, the plays take even longer, but you like never know. You could walk away and all of a sudden somebody breaks out and scores a goal and you would miss it. And so there's some evidently psych- psychologically, the sense of anticipation mm. gets people really into soccer I in a way think, that they're not as into with other sports. I think it's fascinating too. Like to me, soccer feel and, and then basketball too. They feel very much like they're live. They're, they're, they're things you want to see live. They're, they're intense in the moment as live events. Football feels like a TV show. With all yeah. the breaks and the pauses and the, the we got to replay this and the judge. Football is a hundred percent better on t- watching it right. on TV. Like football is a better game. experience as a TV show 100% than in a stadium. Experience. Whereas soccer, basketball, these are in the moment you want to be there feeding off the energy. The only way I really liked um, football games was my uncle Paulie Prezak would uh, bring binoculars to the game and he would study. What's going on? And he'd say, hey, this is when I'm like eight, nine, ten years old. Jason, look, see the guy? See the guy take his hat off and put it over his chest? That means we're on commercial break. That guy puts the hat back on. That means we're off commercial break. And he had <laughs> studied everything. See that guy? That's the offensive coordinator. So that's the defensive coordinator. See this guy? See him talking yeah. to him? This guy's the, you know, uh, you know, a training guy. And I would sit there with these crazy expensive awesome binoculars now we were whatever in the 15th i think my dad had 18th row at the time at um at the meadowlands arena but it was like for me like a really cool part of the game to zoom in on lawrence taylor mm-hmm. and just try to watch him sack somebody up close but if you're watching on tv they have these great cameras right you're where a, you yeah. see it as and it's these almost days it's cinematic. In 4k and yeah exactly well it's also cinematic you notice they have like these shots that they do now in real mm-hmm. time that feel more cinematic that's what nature. i mean like, to me the nfl it just it feels like it's made and designed to be a tv experience whereas yeah. i don't i don't necessarily know that other sports have that best part about so. going to an nfl game is the tailgate easily it's awesome it's really fun <laughs> there's a ton of food you're hanging out before the game but act the actual game itself is like there's it's a break every five seconds. And a lot of times the player, it's funny watching them. The players are just standing around on the field during like random TV timeouts, just like hanging out. Yeah. It's like I will weird. say I used to have a really good time at UCLA games at the Rose Bowl, but it was it was just drinking. It was mostly yeah. the drinking. <laughs> it was a little bit of the football. Mostly. All right. Let's do this Facebook story. Where we got Lon here. I think you yeah. might have yeah. something to say about good this. Little piece. So, TS up here. Molly. So Facebook, uh, evidently not surprisingly, has decided to copy a winning formula. And this time, and we talked actually yesterday about how YouTube is having great success with shorts. Mm -hmm. Evidently, Facebook wants to be TikTok, according to The Verge, a Facebook internal memo shows plans for making the Facebook product uh, more like TikTok and potentially recombining Messenger back into the app. I'm Uh not even sure what this would start to look like. Huh. Other I than do, I do think it was a mistake to take Messenger out of the Facebook app. It's created yeah. a on years long ongoing nightmare situation where people are messaging me on Facebook and I don't open that stupid secondary app enough and I just miss it entirely. If the app had specific functionality for power users and Facebook didn't force you to use it and it was built into Facebook as well, I could see that working. In other words, like it was a fuller feature. I, you know. I, I mean, I, I think a lot yeah. of it is just I, I I use Facebook so much less than I used to that I'm just yes. I, I'm checking in on one app a lot less, let alone two apps. Like I is it, there's not enough value in Facebook at this point for them to spread it across two apps for me. I mean, do Facebook users like our parents 
and our non-technical Gen X, you know, the half of Gen X that's not really super technical, yeah. <laughs> let's be honest, like our cousins who are, you know, just not super tech savvy. Um, do they want to make and consume TikToks? I don't, no. I, they, they certainly don't want to make them. <laughs> I guess they want to consume no. them, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't really know, I'm, but what yeah, I do I'm think skeptical. is interesting is what this really sounds like is more algorithmic interference. If the key mm -hmm. to TikTok, like Facebook is constantly trying to figure out what to do with the newsfeed, right? Remember, it was like, we're going to prioritize your friends and family. Now we're going to prioritize news. Oh, we broke America. Now we're going to prioritize your friends and family again and mm -hmm. deprioritize news. And mm -hmm. what this Verge story seems to be saying is that rather than prioritize posts from accounts people follow, Facebook's main feed will, like TikTok, start heavily recommending posts regardless of where they come from. So they're yeah. just going to try to feed you things that they think you want. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're schizophrenic in their approach to all this. You know, it, just, it reminds I, me of Madonna. You, you ever like see pictures of Madonna today? Like, I, sure. I love when Madonna does a great pop song. She was just at when, Britney's wedding. Right. And now <laughs> every time I see Madonna, she's like 60 years old. And that's fine. But she's hanging out with a bunch of 22 year olds, like trying to act cool. And it's like that, um, hey kids, you know, the, yeah, the photo hey fellow kids. Hey fellow hey fellow kids. Yeah. I'm just like, Madonna, just sing songs. You don't have to be at every pop culture Let moment. Let live, Jason. <laughs> I just feel like it's trying too hard. Like you gotta age gracefully. I, you know, like Harrison yeah, I, Ford is just like, I'm gonna go fly my planes. You know, he's just gonna be Harrison Ford. It's, it's, you don't have to make a big deal out of it. I'm old. Yeah, I, yeah I I'm going to do old people stuff. How did we get here from TikTok? I'm super confused. I, I feel like <laughs> Facebook is the equivalent of this. They're not aging gracefully. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they're, 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 they're trying to themselves. glom onto the latest trend and it feels weird. Just like mm. be an old person's place. Be an old age home. They're just, it's, Hell I no. think their problem is their background stuff. Like the, uh, there is still utility for Facebook in my life. I haven't deleted it entirely because there are a lot of people like I went to high school with yes. or I went to college with or like. My cousins from back east or friends of friends or whatever. Good directory. Like, there are, right, those people. And if I ever need to get in touch with them or if I want to see a picture of their baby, yeah. uh, you know, that's Facebook is where I'd have to go. Uh, but it's just not a day-to-day -day thing. And I think mm. that's what they're really struggling with is how do we take this thing that still has some value, but it's like once a month kind of value and turn it into a thing that has like immediate, oh, I got to check in on Facebook. And like, I don't know how to do it at this point. Like, I don't think TikTok is the answer. But I Molly, don't have an you know Molly. I think it's a, going back to Madonna, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, so, you know Benihana? You, like, you go to Benihana. Yeah. You have that great experience. They chop up some chicken, the onion tower, hey, you know, the like egg, they toss it in yeah. your mouth. You want the shrimp extra, great. And then they're like, yeah, we added a sushi menu. And you're like, why would you do that? Yeah. Like, there's no, you don't need to put sushi on the menu at Benihana. Just be Benihana. I think this is Facebook's problem. Just be Facebook. Well, just let people interact Stop. with their friends and family. Yes. I mean, that's lean the part I don't understand. That. Why, like, yeah. why do you keep having it? And I guess the only reason you keep having to mess with that is because you're trying to increase engagement, right? Content yes. is king on Facebook. Yeah. And at some point, your friends and family, I guess, get a little too mm -hmm. boring for you to spend hours and hours and hours there clicking a targeted ad. But... Yeah. That's not, but every time they mess with it, it puts a whole bunch of businesses out of business, right? Because people are like, oh, I'm the school or the, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to have my like small business page here and they screw with that. And then they, you know, overemphasize groups that red pill people and turn them into Q. And then they 
now are going to like feed me a bunch of Huskies to try to compete with TikTok. And it's like, just decide what you want to be and then be that thing. If you want to be Madonna and go to parties for the rest of time, <laughs> great. I am not going to. You know what right? it's like, That's, Molly? You do. You know, you. Like, <laughs> you know the band U2. You've earned it, Madonna. You have earned U2 it. U2 just goes out and they play the hits. Billy Joel <laughs> goes to Madison Square Garden every month. He's got a 22 Spits. song set list and you're going to get everything you want. You're going to get Piano Man. You're, you're going to get Miami. You're going to get all the Italian restaurant. You can get all the good stuff. Yep. And yeah. he's not doing a rap song or EDM or he's not trying to. He's not trying to decide for you. Stop trying to decide for me, Facebook. Just let me have what I want. I just want them to age gracefully. That's all I'm saying. Like, be what you are. It, it, it feels I it feels sad. Can't. I just think they can't they can't it's be what they sad. just are because they're they're are they're are, they're like the the white pages at this point like they're they're just mm. it's not sexy what they are and they need yes. I think they want they want a sexier line to be in I just uh. don't know what that I don't know what that is. I don't think it's going to be metaverse either yeah I just it's sad it's like MySpace just died you know it's desperate Facebook yeah. just MySpace, desperate they were like you know what <laughs> we had a great run. <laughs> they were like a rock star dying at like 45 That's not years true. old. I worked at MySpace in the later days. There was a lot of thrashing around on that deathbed. <laughs> okay, but they OD'd. They went out on top. <laughs> they were trying their best. They did we were, their, we like, had curated communities about vinyl oh. toys that I was editing. Oh, right. there were, they, they made a play. I forgot that you did that final. Yeah, who they was made the a guy play. Who did it? Was it Mike Jones? Oh, I believe it was. I think it was Mike Jones. Mike You're Jones right. for like two years just trying yeah, to like yeah, he literally was the CEO revive at, the at that point. Yeah. It was Sean Percival who used to yes. work with us at Mahalo. He hired me to go over there. Yeah. Wow. Well, I and mean, we tried, they, guys... tried, they tried to have creator run communities. So they would pay a person with a big MySpace account, post mm. eight things a day about movies or about Star yeah, they, Wars or about vinyl toys or about to go like YouTube creator studio. Yeah. Right. And, and not, a bad, just, not a bad move. It didn't take, but, it but didn't. that was their, that was their strategy. And they the paid you days. really well, right? You secured the bag of that one. It oh, was yeah. a, it was a, it was a nice gig and it was, it was easy. Cause all I, I was editing, like I was supervising all of those people. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't have to post anything. I just had to look at their posts and be like, good job. Those are good posts. Who would want to do that? Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't want to do Easy. that i feel like instagram is holding up okay well like instagram, instagram has like a, keeps... a, it's useful like instagram yeah. has a thing that it does and it does that thing well and you're going to open it every day because you want to see what pictures your friends are sharing Pretty or pictures, what's going on yeah. in their stories it's just immediate it's yeah. fine i think it's the one that makes people feel bad and i mean we've talked about oh, this a sure. lot like in the producer chat we've talked a lot about how like Instagram is the one that sort of gives you FOMO or it makes you yeah. feel fat or you wish you had better style. Whereas TikTok is the one that, you know, again, depending on the feed that you have carefully curated for yourself, in my case, all cute animals all the time, makes you feel great. Like, it's just fun. Mm. It can just be plain old fun. I like and I feel like all yeah. the reels, the reels are just reposted TikToks like that is not I'm starting to see a couple more original reels, but that one's There's not really taken off compared to TikTok. By, such a power move by TikTok. You know, you think about these little features that they let you download anybody's video. Yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's a user setting or like you could say, don't let people download it. But I, I see people have made a cottage industry of downloading great TikToks and then tweeting them or and, putting them on Facebook. And they, they not do even that their thing own. where the watermark appears. The watermark so you see the user. That's the vital thing that uh, other sites weren't doing is yes. even if you steal somebody's TikTok, it's everybody can TikTok. see who made it. It's an ad for not just TikTok, but for that TikTok account. Exactly. Which so, is so go important. ahead and rip my 
TikTok. Right. If you share yeah. it, I it still it. comes back to me. They get that final little thing where you got to hit pause in the final frame. Right. You got to like look what, at their ad handle and figure it you out. Know, and that's exactly what YouTube has been doing the whole time is allowing yeah. you to embed YouTubes and, and have that branding everywhere. And mm. I have realize just as we're saying this that that is one of the biggest irritations with facebook and mm. instagram it is so hard to share off yes. of those platforms you can yep. only message each other like they're yes. built it's this total garden thing which yeah. of course you were going to end up like dying inside the garden because you can't Roach get any Motel. outside you know they hit yeah. scale so at the time when they hit scale molly they were like okay shields up yeah we we won shields up nothing leaves nobody leaves there's no way you click on an ad we're going to use the in-app browser and you have to like navigate three clicks to take this ad if you want to go open it in your regular browser, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so you can use your login or your payment system or whatever. And it, yeah, it was just, it was a, it was a clever move at the time, at the time, but now it's you have just scale. like, but if you don't have scale in your building scale, yeah, let everybody download everything. Imagine if YouTube had let you download other people's videos or like up to 32nd of a video, but they put a giant YouTube watermark right. on it That's and the person's ad handle. The yeah. URL? Yeah. That would have been dope. You can yeah. download up to 30 seconds of any video. Would have been killer. You know? Yeah. I use all these yeah. third-party services. Or I'm sorry, my friend. Exactly. Uses all these third-party <laughs> services. Right. My friend who's not me. I've heard of things. Had an app like where this. he could take a Mark Knopfler bootleg channel and use this app on Windows that costs like 10 bucks and download every video on the channel, put it on the thumb drive so when you're on a plane, you could listen to all those bootleg contests like an old man. Wouldn't it be My cool if YouTube told Premium me let you download and watch stuff offline on a plane? You can do that. You have YouTube Premium to do that now too, but it's not as good as ripping it. Yeah. YouTube uh, Premium, you can You can download. download. So when I'm on the yeah. mountain skiing, oh. I've downloaded all these Dire Straits concerts. And if I want to listen to a nice concert while I'm, you know, shredding the mountain. Maybe I should I, I take the five minutes to sign up for this. Like I tell myself YouTube. to do every day. Premium to sign up. I, you have I premium loaded it. I loaded it oh, yesterday in the tab. Like I'm doing it and I didn't do it. Lon has YouTube Premium. I've had it since the like YouTube Red days. Like, I haven't had YouTube Red since I get it. I used to watch Ryan Hansen solves crimes on television. That's how long I've been around. It's so great to have this thing and not see ads ever again. Uh, all right, let's end it's this nice. video it's here and we'll wrap up. All right, we have a video right, to so play just, us out. So, yeah, some context for this video. So one thing I forgot to mention about why my friends I think like soccer is because it's like a very uh, you know they sing songs, they like they like sway, they put your arms around each other. It's like a very uh. like collegial thing. Um, and there was a TikTok that went viral during the pandemic uh, where they sing uh, Savage Garden's 1997 hit, Truly Madly Deeply. Um, mm. And I thought it'd be a funny thing to play us out to. So I'll drop it in. Okay, here we go. Let's uh... be your dream. I'll be your wish. I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope. I'll be your love. <laughs> be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath. Truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong. I will be faithful. Because I'm acting <laughs> on a new beginning. A reason for That's pretty great. That's I kind of awesome. want to get in on that. I Dude, know, I'm like, so damn it, <laughs> let's move to Ireland. 
All of my friends were sending that to each other like mid lockdown because, you know, you can't go out. We couldn't yeah. go out yeah. for like months. And everybody was just like, hey, hey, I miss you, bro. I miss you, bro. Like, I can't I wait until we, we go out and drink again. I want to move to the UK and be a hooligan. Any, and that also ties into the TikTok thing because that you can see that was like the perfect download. <laughs> I would see? say it is the perfect TikTok. Very, very creative. Perfect TikTok. I give them credit. All right, everybody. Thanks so much to Lon for coming in. Everybody follow Lon at Lon's. You can see Lon's uh, latest news summaries every day. Inside.com slash streaming. Inside.com slash streaming. Get his newsletter. He gives all kinds of great tips. Uh, and just a great guy. One of my great collaborators over the years. Great to see you, buddy. Always uh, great to be and here. And anything yeah. we need to wrap up here in the, in the outro, Molly. Well, tomorrow we got that big Friday variety show. As oh, always, we're going to have some news. We're going to have some OK Boomer. We might even have a little bonus content, depending on what happens with that whole Elon Musk goes to Twitter <laughs> situation. Oh, yeah. I, I heard today. doing the, uh, the all hands meeting. It must be leaking as we speak. So we'll, it we'll probably did. did. And Alex, our guy from The Verge, got the scoop on it. So there we go. On later. There we oh, go. Great. Awesome. And then we also have an interview that you're doing today. Oh, that's going to be interesting. You want to yeah, tease that for so the audience? W- do we want to publish that tomorrow? Sure. I mean, I think we it's time. We can have like a triple variety tomorrow going like Oof. Alex from The Verge talking about the Twitter all hands, then that, then OK Boomer. Yeah. Kind I mean, do you like want to a- spill the beans of what we're doing in a couple hours? <laughs> do, do you want to? Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. I, think I mean, right. I'm shocked that this is actually happening. I, I didn't. Me too. You know, yeah. <laughs> but uh, go ahead. Explain. Um, well, uh, there is a crypto trading platform called Kraken. Yeah. And uh, the CEO had uh, a bit of a culture war, I guess, what's what the New York Times called it at his company. Yeah. And he said some things and some employees said some things. And uh, you could all go read about it in the New York Times. The article is called uh, Inside a Corporate Culture War Stoked by a Crypto CEO is the title of the article. Basically. It's interesting. Yeah. And he's going to come and engage later he right. wants to engage about it and talk about it so i thought yeah sure let's do it um it's um it's kind of like the coinbase thing molly remember that mm-hmm. like don't bring your feelings to work or let's not let's just stay focused on work imagine that times 10 mm-hmm. i think i saw some uh, i saw some molly white tweets about this oh yes web3 is going great going going great, great. Going to uh, she was yes talking about it so we'll have okay little, well you uh, have fun with that that's gonna be great <laughs> you don't want to join for that one <laughs> You know, I have a I have a founder meeting at the same time. I oh, know, I have a uh, sorting yes. tra- I have sorting training I, at the same time.